0: Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Filibuster Freestyle, it is your buddy Gavin. I only have four words for you before we hit the theme song. Dan O'Brien is back. Let's go. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch out freestyle. for the filibuster <laughs> Filibuster, <laughs> filibuster. <laughs> filibuster. <laughs> freestyle. filibuster. <laughs> freestyle Filibuster Freestyle, freestyle. Filibuster. freestyle. <laughs> It's the Filibuster Freestyle <laughs> filibuster. <laughs> filibuster Freestyle <laughs> Ladies and gents, live from right around the 215, if not in the 215, we can get into that later. Dan O'Brien's back. What's up, Dan? Hey! Happy to be here. How are you, Gab? I'm surprised we haven't
1: caught up more over these, uh, when we've all been quarantined for the last five months.
0: You know, I I wasn't even planning on discussing this relative to what you just said, but I've been thinking about so many people who I would text with all the time when we were all really busy, and it's almost like we all know that none of us are doing anything, and we all know that we must not be sick or dead because we haven't heard any gossip, so we're just kind of like, meh, I know he's fine. Why check in? (laughs) There's Which literally really sucks Yeah I,
1: At first You know When we were all shut down well, At least in the northeast I think you and I Were on the same boat yep. For the most part It was like That March and April and May Were pretty locked down tight uh, You know People weren't really Going outside Except for like You know So Nothing was happening To anybody Sports were shut down yep. uh, The only thing to talk to, to people about Was TV And politics And and TV You ran out pretty quick, quick And nobody wanted To talk politics um,
0: That's And, it.
1: and so, like there was nothing so like these last couple months when sports have started back up a little bit that helps the conversation but
0: I remember like talking to my parents to friends whoever and like after five minutes I'm like I got nothing yeah. I, like, it's weird you've got nothing to share and you know the other person doesn't either so it's kind of like why, like I don't want to say why bother in a bad way I just mean like yeah there's nothing to share <laughs>
1: No, the best you can hope for is that like a friend from high school has a mental breakdown on Facebook and you can talk about
0: it with your other high school friends yeah. or college friends. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you, we all ran out of those too because those all happened pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, my, 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 I want to tip the cap to people who thought it was going to be like a five-week pandemic and like blew their entire craziness load and then it's like, no, that we're still in it.
1: I'm. We used to do a podcast with somebody about like... What, are, what were the things you bought that first week in March? Like, what, what were, the, were you stocking up on? Like, were you one of those people, like, getting all the toilet paper? I, I had a I had a thing. I got all these canned peaches.
0: I don't know what that just was called. Just in all case. About. Yeah, I just got a
1: big thing of canned peaches. We went through them, you know. Oh, I, well, that's, I was, I was going to ask.
0: Did you guys eat canned peaches before that, or?
1: Well, you know, I didn't know. I, I also had a friend who was suggesting, it was like March 15th, who was suggesting a run on the bank and taking all his money out of the bank. And Sticking it like, in
0: the mattress. <laughs>
1: your jets, bud. It's going to be a long haul. You can't use all this crazy on the first day,
0: Right. And meanwhile, and I don't know that it's going to last, but S&P 500 hit a record today in the middle of a pandemic, which, again, may be also alarming for other reasons, but certainly wasn't put your money in your mattress time back in March.
1: Yeah. I'm starting to think there's not as much of a... Correlation between a healthy economy and the the Dow and the S and P.
0: Yes, I totally agree. That is maybe That's for a di- another pod. Different. I was going to say the same thing. Maybe a different pod, but definitely worth investigating for somebody. If not for the for freestyle. So we've got a couple of things in the mix. A um, lot, Lots of stuff. The main the main purpose today will be you know your Sixers, my Celtics. They're in the playoffs. We're going to get to okay. that, and we're going to do yeah. And we're going to do potentially like a little, like multiple series pod for the series. But I have a question for you. We did not rehearse this off air. If you didn't see it yet, no big deal. We'll move right on. Have you seen have, have you seen the most recent episode of Below Deck Mediterranean?
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. That, that just came out last night, right? Yeah, yeah. If I have not seen that. I was probably going to queue it up after
0: today. Okay. Um, I saw it tonight, so we will not talk about it. But it, I will be interested to hear the thoughts of you and or your lovely wife, Dara, O'Brien, about it on a podcast at some point soon. Oh,
1: there'll be thoughts. And just so I'm thinking of the same thing, when when I last left off, uh, Chief Stu Hanna, who they've been insinuating subtly has been taking pills uh, illicitly the entire season, right? like subtly hinting at it, like lots of pills clinking in the background and all this stuff, you know. Uh, but they... She gets turned in for having like
0: Valium and like a, 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 a bowl. Yeah, or like a CBD video pen video. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that that's the episode? And it was it was a cliffhanger, like she was about to get confused. Right. So tonight they kind of like take it further into that realm. Oh, so, oh, so I will be interested to hear some thoughts, whether online or offline in terms of the podcast. I will be interested to hear that. But <laughs> I'm is, excited. Yeah. Darrow
1: definitely has thoughts. Um, I might have some, but not as. As in-depth or clever
0: Yeah, well, that's fair I mean, that's why That's why we have her on the show um, <laughs> And it might be time To bring her back Because I think we've got Some stuff to talk about So Let's focus instead On the Oh, and by the way Just really quickly I don't know the answer To this either The Phillies and the Red Sox Happen to be playing tonight um, I know yeah the, the Red Sox haven't won Since like August Sorry, since August 1st I don't think So they stink How are the Phillies doing? I have no idea um, they,
1: The Phillies are Eight and nine oh. Currently but that is, uh, that is deceiving because they just came off a three-game sweep of the Mets. Um, so they, they beat the Mets in three games. Uh, the Mets stink. Uh, they had like, their best pitchers going, and the Phillies did. Um, okay. And so I think they're more like a 10-games-under-500 team uh, than, than a 500
0: team. Well, the Red Sox split with the Mets at the beginning of the season, and I said, oh, maybe they'll be like a 450-500-type you know, team. No, they haven't. I don't think they've won since, so good times there.
1: Yeah, I was looking up, they said they're
0: like 6-17 and 17 or something. And they've lost is... like 10 in a row. Ugh. Yeah, it's that's... awesome. Uh, anyway, so, by the way, this is an episode of the Sports Jerks, the new okay. franchise and filibuster Freestyle. This, oh, this is my first time on the Sports Jerks. Yeah, first time, long time on the Sports Jerks, but I, if anybody wants to go back and hear Jeremy Johnson, Andrew Patterson, and myself, after three games, basically called that the Red Sox were going to be a 357% winning, you know, 35% winning percentage team. We did that. We were right. They're they they're just the word around town is joyless, Dan. Joyless. Well, I've, I've, I'm feeling a lot of that multiple, across multiple sports. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, all right, let's get into the main event. No, uh, no, I lie. There's so many. What's cool about August in the pandemic is all the sports are happening. Yeah, August hockey, people. Let's get into it. So you're wearing your Flyers shirt, and the Flyers went up three to one tonight against the hated Montreal Canadiens. So you got to be feeling pretty good about that. That's the thing. I
1: think you, as a Boston fan, have this real deep resentment and rivalry with the Can- Canadians, as do the Flyers. I mean, they, they, you know, they're in the East, and they're a long-term, long-time respected franchise and won a lot back in the day.
0: Yeah, they're the Yankees of the uh, Hockey League. Yeah, ours is...
1: Our, our big rival are the Penguins and the Rangers. Sure. Um, so I, the Canadians, I don't... I have, like, a, eh, you know, good for them. I, I want to, obviously, want to beat them, but, like, I, there's no hate for the Canadians. I have more for the Maple Leafs. Sure. Um, just through the Ty Domi years and all that, you know, uh, all that. Although Max Domi on the Canadians, his son, um, that's no fun. So he's hate.
0: <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah, no, so... Yeah, they're, just,
1: they're, yeah I, I mean, just, right, just... The Canadians are are fine. They're, they're like a workman-like team. They're good. They can gut out a, a playoff round or two. I feel like the Flyers are doing what they have to do to get through. And it's been enjoyable. E- quite honestly, even the when they got the doors blown off in the other day, they got they got beat five nothing. Um, it was just like, hey, it's one of those games. You know, you're gonna you're not gonna win them all. They had won like five in a row against some of the top teams in the East. Yep. Played great, and they came in out and had a stinker. And I was like, that's. That's fine. You know, we knew 10 minutes in that this is just one of those games. Okay.
0: You might as well blow it badly in one game and then know in the second period that you just might as well prepare for game two, game three, whatever game. Right. So, yeah.
1: And and talking hockey, I know I'm going to say so many simplistic things that are going to make people like Andrew Maslin pissed who actually know hockey. I mean, I can't even, I can't even skate. I'm trying to like correct the people on the power play uh, for the flyers, but um, you know, it's, I just, it's just a joy and a blessing to have playoff hockey back. Um, I think that's also one of the things is with the Flyers specifically, I think they've been in the playoffs once in like the last eight years. Oh, really? And it was like a second round knockout, pretty uneventful, nothing big. Um, so just to have, and playoff hockey is the best of all the playoffs,
0: you know. It, it, it is. It, and you know what's really funny about hockey, even though there's no fans, they hit each other and they, they get pissed off at each other, and when they play game after game with each other, it oh, just it just it heightens, right? And so yeah. the intensity is there regardless of whether people are in the fan, in the stands or not.
1: It's like no other – the way that they grow to hate each other, and that you grow to hate certain players on the other team. If yes. you go to a six, seven game series, it's just it's there's not nothing like it. And it, I'm just so happy to have. A, a release like that in these very you know hectic times to be like oh the flyers coming on and again it's sort of low stakes from my perspective because I'm just happy to be here yeah. know, the flyers flyers are good they have the number one seed my expectation was not that they're going to win the whole thing it's just like hey let's see how far we can go yeah. um, it's a really nice place to be and that is a blast yeah let's
0: so, let's let's stay positive with it right and yeah, you know that Frank. Being said, if we, uh, if you know, in a round
1: or two, I think if we win this round, we're up three to one, and I think the Islanders caps or Islanders are three zero or three one.
0: Yeah,
1: I think we would play the Islanders in the next round. So
0: oh, we're do not, they reseed? Okay,
1: yeah, they reseed, and so I don't think uh, we would play the Bruins until. Uh, okay, because
0: uh, yeah, the way they're seeded right now, obviously the Bruins are four, so you would think you know, semi, you know, conference semis, it would be one versus four. But to your point, they do reseed. I think you're right. So yeah, so uh, that's that's okay. <laughs> a testament to
1: how the nhl has handled that has done this and it's, they have a unique situation in that you know they have edmonton and toronto that they can host these big tournaments in
0: i'll tell you if if canada ever wanted to shine now is god, the time
1: god bless them i darren and i have been to toronto a bunch of times in the last few years just for work she had go and i would tag along just because it's a cool city uh um, but man, what I, those Canadians really have it figured out. Sometimes, you know.
0: Absolutely, and frankly, I've actually I've been to Montreal a number of times, but I've never been to Toronto. And on my short list, not sure I'll ever be allowed to go there. But um, if I ever am allowed to go there, I can't wait, and I want some recommendations. Um, so, really quick on the, on the on the Bruins. So the Bruins actually goaltender decided after two games. <laughs> Right. That yes. uh, he was going to go home and be with his family. It sounds like whatever it is, it's serious enough to leave your job and go home with your family. I hope that everything's okay. And somehow they're two and zero after Tuka Rask left and Halak got put into net. And even he looked terrible last night. They were down three to nothing. And they, I woke up this morning. You know, I went to bed after the second period because I'm like, well, they're down three nothing. Right. You know, and, and and the the Canes need the win because they're down two to one. They want to tie the series. So I woke up this morning, you know, and it was four to three Bruins, an epic, epic third period. Missed it, but uh, yeah, somehow the Bruins might have a chance to go to the next round. I do think that once they went zero for three in the, the seeding games and went from the first seed to the fourth seed, and then their goalie quit, the expectations came way down. And yeah. So now it's kind of like, oh, if they win a series, and we get some more hockey. That'd be cool. And
1: you got some uh, Nick Foles uh, Super Bowl 2018 potential to have the backup goaltender come in and, like, uh, even though he played Stinky last night, um, make go on a little run, catch some heat, and...
0: Uh, see what happens. Yeah, that's fun. See what that's happens. Fun. I like it. And oh, uh, gosh. The other thing I want to see happen, and I was watching it before you and I got on the phone here, was uh, the Capitals, like you said, are down 3 nothing, and it would be great to get them out again early from the playoffs, just like last year. They're on a yes. you know they're now like on a two and a half year Stanley Cup win hangover where they hopefully can't get out of the first round and honestly they they own the Bruins so I don't want them anywhere near the second round so I'm all good with the Islanders going going forward.
1: Yeah, nobody likes the Capitals because it's like you know at least from my estimation there's not like any diehard Capitals fans. There's people that like the Caps, you know, like there's not. They won the the Stanley Cup a couple years ago, but there's not a ton of history with the Capitals. There's not a huge rabid fan base. There's not a, you know, um, it's just not exciting uh,
0: personally. So beat it, you know. Uh, I have no time for that. No time for that. And do you guys have a lot of, you guys must hate the Islanders a little bit just because of like the 80s and like the. It's so old news. Like, I mean, they were talking that
1: was mid 80s. The Islanders have just been bad for so long. And I think they. Maybe out of the last twenty five years, there might be two years that the Islanders have haven't been like at the bottom of the division. It, there's just no like maybe since Pat Lafontaine was on the I, I don't know or you know, twenty years ago or something like that. But it's it's the Rangers and the Penguins. Those are the and the Devils. But the Devils are not, are like the Caps in that they have a bunch of Stanley Cup wins and they do have some history that's been you know they've built it up over the last couple of decades. Good for them, but. know they're having their victory parade in the parking lot of their right i mean like it's just uh you
0: know yeah the devils were kind of like the most misappropriated dynasty of all time because nobody gave a crap that they won like four cups in eight nine years like nobody cared like twenty thousand people cared which is lovely but like (laughs) there are mediocre rock bands that can draw bigger than that you know what i mean
1: I went to school with some Devils fans, and they were, like, North Jersey, um, and, and it was at the height of, like, the Brodeur, Scott Stevens years. Uh, and they're just terrible. I went up to a Devils game one time, and it was just sad. Just, just you know, it's just, just it's depressing.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I do love that division because you've got, yeah, you have the Penguins, you have the Flyers, you have the Rangers, you have the Devils. You know, you have the Islanders even. Everybody's within, like, 100 miles of each other. Well, yeah, I guess Pittsburgh's further, but you know what I mean. And uh, train trips, uh, and they—they they, they all there are a
1: lot of bus short bus trips, and uh, they all dislike each other, but know it very well, yeah. um, so it's fun.
0: You know, I really do. In some ways, wish the Bruins were in that particular division. You know, I know that. You know, again with the Canadian teams, you know, you're you're in there with Buffalo, which you know I get it. You know, you're in there with Montreal and Toronto, which is cool because they're original sixes and people <laughs> love hockey in Canada. Yeah, But then they're in with the Florida teams because it's like, well, all the people from Canada go to Florida for the winter, so let's help them with attendance by having the Canadians and the... Uh, Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, so you have the Canadians and the Maple Leafs coming to town, like, and the the Senators like six times a year each, and it kind of boosts the attendance, you know? Nice. But anyway, we've we've pussyfooted around it long enough. Celtics, Sixers, from the bubble... Uh, I want to get some thoughts from you on the bubble, but the, you said to me when I asked you to do the podcast series that watching this season for the Sixers has been a bit of a death march for you. I'm just going to Not start. I'm just going to start with why
1: it, this team is the most frustrating team I've ever watched in the history of my sports watching career. Wow,
0: and you're an Eagles just, fan. I'm an Eagles
1: fan. Yeah, but, like, you know, whatever happened with the Eagles, they stunk or they didn't stink and they or they got disappointed or upset or whatever. You know, heartbreak, most of it was earned. This is just, like, steel chairs from out of nowhere over the back of your head every six months of the Sixers for the last five years. Um, you know, one, two, one step forward, two steps back every six months. Um, you know, from, you know, you had this... Just to to give the listeners a little bit of a background, a taste like we had, we were for a decade post, you know, in the, the later half of Alan Iverson's career, and then into the next range, which was like Andre Iguodala, and right. it was just a lot of mediocrity. It was yes. a lot of fun. basketball for like a decade, maybe sneak into the playoffs, no shot of ever beating anybody good. Um, just you know, very boring, and predictable. So they brought in a GM, Sam Hinkie. Um, who had no experience in actual basketball but was uh, an analytics person. And his, his strategy was to basically make the team awful for a couple of years so they could collect assets and collect draft picks. The process. The process. That, 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 is, that was the process. And um, I'm not going to speak for the entire fan base, but I would say – Uh, A large majority of the fan base Was completely fine with that really weird strategy We were like, yeah, okay, I get it We will win 10 games 10 and 12 games for the next two seasons And maybe 15 the season after that Just so we can collect high lottery picks Because that's that's how you get better in this league Is by landing a superstar Um, And so they did it And we were totally fine We We would pick up, like, you would have Running through like 40 different uh, players a season Going through the team they, All these like random journeymen Would come on and play five games And disappear And somebody else would come on It was fantastic Not, not fantastic But it was like
0: It was you guys were in on it You bought in
1: We were in on it Exactly And there was promise of hope down the line Which was more than you can say For the previous decade Of just like mediocre basketball
0: Right
1: um, so this guy started tanking, and he was actually making some really savvy trades and flee- fleecing a couple of GMs uh, and not making them look too great. Uh, and he, this, the the NBA stepped in and basically forced the sick man to fire him and get a new GM. Right. Stop, stop doing this, right? Yes, yeah, stop purposely losing games. But like through that, we landed some really high draft picks, and we had we landed Joel Embiid, who I think is potentially uh, like you know a, 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 an all-time center is really. Is great to watch, a lot of fun, and you're, there's always an injury history and possibly future with him. But it's it's a wild and fun ride with him. We also used some really high lottery picks on the Julia Okafor and Nerland's Noel. Uh, so yeah, we drafted three centers in, in I think three years. In right. The high um, uh, so that's weird, but, uh, and then we had Michael Carter Williams, that didn't work out that great, but he was working the year cause he played on a terrible team. I'm going too deep into it. We got Ben Simmons. That was great. But Ben Simmons, uh, first of all, Joel Embiid missed his first two seasons with injuries.
0: Correct. Which helped the ben tanking Sim- though. It helped the tanking. Yeah. It helped the
1: tanking. Yeah. Ben Simmons missed his first season, which was not the help that we were not happy about that. That right. stuck. Uh, we got a, we traded two high lottery picks to you and the Celtics to get uh, Markel Fultz, and that didn't turn and out. Who now great. plays for the Magic. Who now plays for the Magic, and is like every you know three weeks he might make a really cool play, but right. you know he's not.
0: Uh, what's a, that's to me the most mind-boggling thing is that the Celtics were going to take Tatum one, but everybody wanted Fultz so badly that they were able to get Tatum third. <laughs> And get, like, a pick or something, which I, I, I'm not even, like, it's not even the Sixers' fault. It's, everybody thought Markel Fultz was the best player in college basketball, and then he for, he forgot how to shoot. There was a mental, kind of like the yips or something. I'm not even trying to, you know, clearly part of it was mental, so I don't want to, be, be you know, uh, gloss over that and make fun of it. But wild turn of events for, like, the number one pick to just be that much of a bust.
1: That was the thing. They had they, they had these, at that point, they had these assets. They had Embiid, they had Simmons, they had a couple other good young players, and they had these couple of draft picks, too. These lottery picks for the next few years, like, set up. Like, this is, you are set. Um, and then they traded two of these high lottery picks to take Markel Fultz, who on paper, maybe, even though he only played one year at what, University of Washington, yep. you Washington, know, like 20-some games there, they didn't make the tournament, um, and... This guy was a great shooter, a great three-point shooter, a great passer, a great defender, whatever. And he lost all the shooting touch that he had, um, and looked like I looked better shooting the ball than he did. And it's still mysterious to this day. I mean, it's, there's, it's wild. Uh, yeah, and it, but we held on to him for two, three years. Like it's not like we just like released him. Like they were trying to make it work for multiple years, and then had to trade him for, for spare parts. But the, there's this, all these like disappointments and, bad, and injuries, and then we take. Uh, last year, were in the Eastern Conference, or in the the quarterfinals uh, last year against the eventual winners, the Raptors. We take them to seven games, right? Despite our best player Embiid missing two of those seven games for a a stomach illness and b the other one was for like knee t- tendinitis Right. Without our best player, we still got the seven games, and then we're playing, and then they had that the uh, the four bounces of Kawhi's amazing shot. Yeah. I, got,
0: I mean, to- literally that that shot rewrote NBA history, right? Because yeah. You know, that shot doesn't go in. The Sixers go on. And whether they go to the finals or not, you know, the Raptors don't win. You know, uh, maybe the Warriors win again. I mean, so many things, yeah. right? And so, yeah. but that, to your point, a, a four-bounced, falling out of bounds from the corner, three-pointer from Kawhi Leonard, you know, takes a team that, that clearly was good enough to win the title if they were good enough to take the champions, the eventual champions, to seven games without MB for two of them, right? So, so to your point, highest of highs still don't get there because of, you know, bad luck, injuries, etc. And I guess the biggest issue is you've got a center who kind of like refuses to get in the best shape of his life for some reason. And then you've got a point guard who refuses to get more comfortable making outside shots.
1: Okay, ben Simmons and to his credit finally said that he'll play the four this year,
0: oh. which is where he should be. He's been playing forward uh this year. Well at least until he had he had his season. I didn't realize and so. that. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. He started and they but you know, we had some second round pick from last year starting as our point guard, who was not a point guard in college either. So like
1: you you have all these really valuable assets, but they don't get along with each other. Simmons and Embiid clearly don't care for each other, you right. know. They get along well enough, but they're not pals, and they don't—you know—they're not hanging up afterwards. We have our center who likes to take threes and is consistently either getting uh, stomach illnesses or is, is out of breath and uh, out of shape. And then we have this point guard slash power forward who can't decide where he wants to play. He can't shoot more than fifty-two percent on free throws and can't shoot anywhere outside of fifteen feet. Um, and won't shoot. So it's just all these really weird, clunky pieces that don't fit together. Uh, that you keep wanting to make work, and maybe we can, we surround them with Al Horford, <laughs> or maybe we surround them with Jimmy Butler, or whatever, maybe this will work, and nothing's working, and it's just frustrating to watch uh, this team that could and should be doing better consistently underachieve. Yeah, because
0: it's right there. And so, so you're in the series, last night's game, you know, whatever, it was 109, Celtics 101, it was a closer game than that, you know, obviously free throws at the end, all that crap. You know, the Celtics lost Gordon Hayward towards the end of the game. He obviously had a catastrophic compound fracture two years ago, whatever it was. Oh, God.
1: I remember where I was when I saw that. That was
0: terrible. And then, you know, to see him gimping around on that leg, I know it was only a sprain, but you're just like, man, I hope he's okay. Like, literally just okay. Who is going to
1: be carrying the flag for education reform with him off this court?
0: Right. Well, it's funny because I've actually seen, like, TJ – CJ McCollum has the same thing, I think, on the back of his shirt, or one of the guys in the Blazers does. So there are other guys who who picked that slogan, but nobody was getting as much press for it, whether positive or negative, than Gordon Hayward. So you're right. I don't know who.
1: It was first of all, how dare you uh, besmirch TJ McConnell's name? He's on the Pacers, and he would never do that. Either.
0: No, no, no. I said CJ McCollum. Oh,
1: I thought CJ McCollum. I said TJ McConnell.
0: No, no, no. no. I started record. to say TJ McCollum, but then I realized it was CJ. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, He's. I I think it's. uh, He got a lot of heat because he's a. He's pretty high profile, and he also came out with some. You know, but yeah, he has some fairly conservative viewpoints, Uh, and so I think people were really focused on that. Um, But
0: uh, also,
1: like, read the room.
0: Correct. 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 Exactly. It would have been really easy to just. There's a lot of things you could have done there.
1: Um, Yeah. So. Reaganomics on the back of his
0: chair. Yeah. Right. Trickle down. Trickle down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Voodoo economics. Something D-O-O yeah. Economics. Um, Ferris Bueller reference there, everybody. Hope you're enjoying that. <laughs> so it's one-nothing Celtics. I, I think this game I think this series is gonna go six, and I still think either team oh, can win it. Because I hope I hope
1: it doesn't go six. Because,
0: I, I d- here's my issue with the Celtics. They had to shoot the lights out last night, and they can't rebound for anything. And <laughs> In a seven-game series, that you better shoot really well. And they just lost one of their best shooters. So, I don't know. I think it's going to go six. I don't think either one of these teams is going to win the NBA championship. Um, but I do, I do enjoy the idea that we're going to follow what happens maybe here in the next few games to see what unfolds. Well,
1: in preparation for the pod, knowing that we were going to talk about the Sixers-Celtics, I watched about eight minutes of the game last night. The uh, nice. first half. Yeah, the first half I saw and was just like, ugh, after like three turnovers in a row from Embiid throwing outlet passes out into the stands, um, and then bad shots, and then whatever. I'm just so... And I'm not saying this is... Again, I won't speak for the entire fan base, but uh, people are... This is more of a basketball town than a hockey town. Yeah. But, you know, people are way more interested... Uh, in the Flyers and the Sixers, the Sixers are practically an afterthought right now because it's just so predictable what's going to happen.
0: Well, you know, it's it's that it's that it's kind of like to your you know, like you take the temperature of the team's upside and you see how they're performing relative to that, and the Sixers are almost always going to come in under that because the talent level, especially before Simmons' injury, is really high, really high. And the Flyers, they didn't come in as the one seed, but they earned it in those seeding games. So, you know, you guys are thinking, okay, we're a top four seed. That's great. And then you get the one seed, and you're kind of like, well, that's interesting. And then you're up three to one against, you know, the Canadians. And you're like, well, let's see how far they can go. I would say the Bruins with Rask leaving takes all the pressure off because they won the, quote, president's, the de facto president's trophy, which, by the way, nobody ever wins that in the cup anyway. Um, yeah. But then, you know, the goalie leaves, so it's kind of like, okay, expectations are down. Just enjoy the ride for as long as it lasts. The Celtics are interesting because – they had the year. Bef- they had the year Kyrie got hurt when they made the conference finals, mm-hmm. and they were super enjoyable. And then they had last year when everybody was so psyched they had Kyrie, and they got way worse. And he was just like throwing it out of bounds on purpose. And everybody hated them, and everybody okay. hated him. And then this year it was kind of like again, um, if these guys can get healthy with Kemba Walker, he's so likable, whatever. Yeah. And, and so Gordon's
1: Gordon two years removed from uh, you know yeah. from his in- ankle injury. Now we can throw it. To, now we can really put it together. Right.
0: So people, I think, are but the Celtics. I mean, they're kind of like if they stay healthy, they're a likable bunch, and let's see how far they can go. I, nobody has any illusions they can get by the Bucks. Nobody has any illusions they can. They, Although, did you see what the Bucs did today? Yeah, but you know what? Last year the Bucks lost Game One to the Celtics, and then gave him the old gentleman sweep in games two through five, so... But that that was the Kyrie Celtics where that team
1: was, like, hate, openly hated each other on the court. Correct, or, correct. Yeah, vice versa. Um, so, people were remarking today about uh, Giannis and about, like, how his bona fides aren't necessarily uh, too great. He doesn't have, like, the two... He's only won two playoff series, and one was against that Kyrie Celtics right. that were, were awful, and then the other was against... Uh, who was it? The Clippers without Blake, um, or who was? Or the Pistons without or Blake. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he, let's, you know, let's hold the coordination for Giannis a little bit until he actually proves, proves something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say that. uh somebody said this the other day. He's the best player in the league for the first forty-six minutes of a forty-eight game, forty-eight minute game, and then you know the things that you need to be able to do in crunch time, like the real tr- true crunch time. In a playoff game, he's yet to show he can do that consistently. Uh, Uh And so again, if you're winning by a ton, no big deal. But you know, if you're the go-to guy in the last two minutes and it's a one-point game, it can become a big deal. And yeah, I mean, the the Raptors—what a success story they have! You you lose Kyrie, you lose Kawhi, excuse me, and you're right there at the two seed. Pretty crazy. They're great. They're going to be tough to beat very tough to be um, very tough to be yeah all this is
1: to say I don't really enjoy or look forward to watching more than a quarter of any of these Celtics sixers games I'll pop in you know basketball this is a very uh, way over simplistic view but like basketball you can just pop in the last five minutes basically you pop in the beginning you know whatever check in on it in the third quarter and be like all right I'll come back with five minutes left in the game and then it'll really get step.
0: Yeah, Um, basketball is definitely a really good example of you can just check, like you said, check in, kind of see how the flow is going, and if it's still interesting in the last eight minutes, or even two minutes, you can get everything you need.
1: Yeah, so that's what I did last night. I popped in for the first couple minutes, switched over to World's Toughest Race on Amazon Prime, plug, unofficial sponsor of the week. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. have you seen that by the way? I've not. I'll have to put it on the old uh, the old DVR list or whatever. Ten episode
1: Eco Challenge. They follow sixty five teams of four. They have to travel through Fiji. It's an eleven day race about like all this crazy waterfalls, rafting, and climbing, and blah blah blah. Um, and uh, you know, people drop out, and everybody's. Some of the people have great backstories. One guy is or has early onset dementia. He's racing with his
0: son. Um, oh, that's a nice little human interest. Yeah. Yeah, weeping it was fantastic. Yeah, see, I uh, don't know, I don't, I don't know how you watch the Celtic Sixers when you got that going on.
1: Exactly. So I popped it on that, and then I came back to the Celtic Sixers, saw that cursed, watched like three plays and cursed, and turned to a Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, which was again much more enjoyable.
0: Tell you what, we've we've uh, we've definitely doubled down on the Real Housewives franchises this this pandemic, and we are definitely a Potomac house now, and I'm learning a lot because I. You know, for those of you who've listened to the pod since its inception, I, I have not lived with Cindy Harrington the whole time. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't watch a lot of Housewives. I mean, I, I know about them and I understand yeah. it. But, uh, but yeah, we've, uh, you know, the pandemic and cohabitation has really given me a lot of insight into Bravo in general and certainly the Real Housewives franchise. And Potomac's pretty, pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> interesting. Plus, you yeah, get Maryland's own Juan Dixon his wife, his wife slash ex wife slash gonna be his wife again, uh, is on the show, one of the main characters. So, yeah, it's good to see Juan Dixon doing his thing.
1: Can't yeah, help. we lo- love Juan Dixon, he's got a great backstory, and he's, he's nice on the show, too. Like, he's good, he's good on the show. He is
0: nice. I mean, you know, we've seen real house husbands, you know, fail in the past. I mean, you know, more often than not, yeah. I mean, da- even even poor David Foster, I mean, that didn't that wasn't a good look for him. Um, mean, yeah. and he's David Foster. I mean, did you see that documentary? Basically, anytime David yes. Foster
1: talks talks freely uh, off the top of his head, it's probably not going to come out well
0: for him. No, I no, mean, he's a he's a, a, he's a composer I mean, he's, for a reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a crazy narcissist, and it, it's never going to be a good look. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm looking for anything but uh, Celtic Sixers. What time's their game tomorrow, so I can avoid it? Uh,
0: I think it's at like I don't know, four in the afternoon, six. I don't know. Uh, Okay. But, uh, but ladies just... and gentlemen, this is this is what you're here for. The hard hitting Sixers passion from Dan O'Brien helping us bring in this Boston versus Philly series from the bubble. It's gonna be amazing. What our I wish pl- it never... right, what our plan is to do, well, number one, it's just good to get our chops back up because I I'm still, you know, if TV can ever come back, there's gonna be that Game of Thrones spin off. And uh, we're gonna to have to be in on that at the beginning just for just we, we owe it to ourselves and everybody else.
1: I agree. I, I'm 100%. I'm, what else do we have to do, you know? Um, yeah. But in the fall, I think we should steal ourselves and our our listeners for the fact that the TV content is going to be very light in the fall. Right. Uh, Wait, nobody's we, been able to do anything in the last six months.
0: We might start doing Instagram live of this show just to see if we can get picked up by Apple. I mean, you don't know. You just don't know. People uh, know. I can report a little Inside Baseball for you. that Our buddy Jeremy Johnson, man, cook good, kitchen quarantine. Check out the podcast feed on the filibusterfreestyle.com site. So I plug that. But the real point, Jeremy's back to work. Jeremy works in entertainment industry. Um, so the fact that the, that the crew and the cast are going back to work on some of these shows, I don't know that we'll have a lot of fall content, but my hope is come the new year we'll have some content if they can keep it together COVID-wise.
1: Fantastic. That is great to hear. Um can I give before we leave, uh can I give one little uh shout
0: out for things that people can watch. Yeah, please, please. In addition to the Potomac
1: and uh World Most Dangerous, Toughest Race or whatever.
0: By the is, way, great you know. range is showing at those two shows, so
1: I think, I you know, I contain multitudes. Um <laughs> the the uh the show it was a movie. It's a one hour movie. Um it was filmed on Zoom during quarantine. Wow! Horror movie called Host. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it.
0: No, um, nothing. This is great.
1: You you have to, to get like it's on AMC Plus, which is the subscription service for nine 99 a month. So I got it, <laughs> uh, it just because I heard about this movie. I was like, okay, I like a, I like a horror movie. I'm a weirdo that way. And uh, and it was listen, it's not winning any Academy Awards, but it was it was a very interesting timeline you're just like well, i know this is a movie it's set up like a movie but it's got the hour timeline and it it everything's going to be a lot faster than you're usually used to um and it's about uh you know five women i think no, f- uh, five people who have a seance on online
0: during the, because they can't do it In person. It's, they're kind of gooping around because it's during the quarantine
1: and so they do it, and things get real, guys. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Tell you what, that's a hell of a concept, because I'm sure the movie was, the script was written as, like, a regular seance movie, and then someone was like, you know what we could do? I don't know. I don't or was it just, very, was it very specific to the Zoom era? Was it very specific to it the... It was
1: very specific to the quarantine era. Like, it felt like it was March, and March or April, and, you know, it's, since it's all done on Zoom, for the most part, they can get it done pretty...
0: Quickly and easily. Um, that's a hell. Of, that's if, a hell of a suggestion. Yeah, real uh, Blair Witch vibes. Like things happening in the background while they're doing
1: the séance that they don't see, but other people might see. And but uh, you know, uh, it's it's interesting.
0: I will say to you, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast before. Because why would I've had reason to? But I saw Blair Witch in the theater, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't. I, I knew going in it was a horror movie, but I hadn't seen any trailers. There was no internet back then. In terms of like right. You didn't go on the internet It wasn't on your phone You didn't even have a phone I don't think I, I didn't And I was like Was that real? Like I, I didn't know yeah. I, I was I was duped Like I saw it Like the first weekend And you know I was You weren't, weren't right For like two days No I literally Slept like In the living room Like With the TV on Just felt safer I, it, was, it was a mess <laughs> I saw I did the same I don't see horror movies In the movie theater Because I'm too I'm too scared To do that usually Yeah Um like
1: the horror movies that I would have seen in theater like the one of the Night of the Living Dead remakes or like The Crow like nothing that's scary yeah like a
0: thriller with some creepiness
1: a thriller or like yeah big monster movie something like that nothing scary scary um or ghost scary. So like, I didn't know what I was getting into, and I was practically in. I went with a friend of mine. I was practically in in his chair by the end of it. It was so. It was so scary. Um, but this has some. Of, it's not. You know, we we know what we're getting into now. We're older, we're wiser. Uh, but that's that. I think we. You know, that's enough viewing content for people to. You know, between the world's toughest race and this and. Potomac. You gave that's them fun. three
0: really diverse options, and that's lovely. And
1: so, not the Six Celtics. Do not watch the Sixers Celtics.
0: Yeah. Right. We'll be doing that for you guys, and we'll be giving you very tepid reviews, very lukewarm insight at best, and you know, somebody has to win, which means somebody's basketball season continues. And that's all yeah, I can we'll, say.
1: Unfortunately, we'll run it back. Hopefully, maybe the Flyers and the Bruins can come together in one of the future rounds. That'd be and a
0: lot then, of fun, because to your point, if they're going to recede and not play in the next round, that would mean they're in the conference finals. And that we'd have some passion behind that. Yeah, there'd be a lot at stake there. Uh, a lot at stake there. So, sounds good. We'll have you back on soon, Dan, to kind of put a bow on this uh, on this series and see what else happens. But stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Everybody else, filibusterfreestyle.com. You can find everything you want to find, some of the things you don't want to find. And follow <laughs> us on Instagram, at filibusterfreestyle, and see pictures that you may or may not want to see. Anyway, Dan, thanks for being on. We will talk to you thanks. soon.
1: All right.